Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey No. From 7 till 11, live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live, local, and live. Ah, the Golden Tones of Mike Rocket, who was at uh, the Princeton Fridays last weekend and sent me all kinds of videos, sang that song live on stage. Had everybody in the restaurant doing this. Well, not really, but he did sing the song live on stage. All right, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Can you believe 45 years ago we lost Elvis Presley? And what was it, 50, uh, 58 years, 48, 58 years ago, 48 years ago, uh, Beatles at Shea Stadium. That comes up later on tonight. Uh, but right now, funny thing happened on the way to work. I fell asleep at the wheel, fell asleep at a, at a stoplight. My wife uh, is on a completely different schedule than I am. I stay up late at night. I come home around midnight. You know, you're wide awake for a couple hours because I do this, you know. And uh, my wife, she gets up early in the morning, so she gets up at like 4 a.m. And uh, sometimes... Uh, Sets my alarm clock, my telephone, which I put on, I put my iPhone on the charger, I go to sleep. Let it be known that my wife takes it off the charger and then uses it to set the alarm. And uh, 5.23 this morning, how do I know it's 5.23 this morning? Because 5.23 this morning, I end up uh, hearing the alarm. And for, you think you're asleep and you're wondering, like, it's just going to stop. It'll wear itself out. The dog will turn it off. My wife will turn it off. Nobody turns it off because she's out. I'm in the room by myself. And uh, I'd get up, turn it off, and couldn't go back to sleep. And I went to bed like 2 o'clock in the morning to begin with. So what sucks about that, normally like if that happens, you wake up in the middle of the night, you go back to sleep. I get up about you know, 9, 10 o'clock or whatever, 8, 9 o'clock even. 5.26 in the morning, that's uh, over, above, and beyond the call of duty when it comes to sleep. I try to do this to where figuring like, because when I do like Friday nights, I'm up all night Friday night, and what I'll do is I'll stay up all night on Thursday night as long as I can, so like 3, 4 in the morning. Then I take Zequil, and that knocks me out till like 11, 12 o'clock. Figuring if I get up at 12 o'clock, and I have to stay awake until, say, 5 o'clock, figure 12 hours, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, it's kind of like tantamount to working a 7 to midnight shift. You know, when you get up at 7 in the morning and you stay awake until midnight. That you can do and drive safely. When I work in Philadelphia, my, uh, my driving, I used to fall asleep at the wheel all the time. And it got so bad that I ended up hiring uh, Sam Doyle to be my driver slash producer at WIP. And then uh, eventually the producer shift opened here. And he stayed here and he was with, you know, with me here. We were together for like eight years. All because it all started when uh, I would fall asleep at the wheel. And tonight, you know, coming into work, you know the feeling. You know, you're driving and you're starting to lose it. Uh, your chest, you start like, uh, your, st your chest starts tightening. You try to like flex your muscles to kind of keep you awake. Uh, you start focusing. The idea that you're going to pull over just doesn't enter your brain. And uh, I got to a stoplight. And 
at the stoplight, you know, I just stopped at the car and park, and was awoke when the guy behind me starts honking the horn. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, get a little bit closer, same thing. So I'm asking you, 1-800-283-101.5, have you ever fallen asleep? It's one thing to fall asleep at the wheel of driving home from work late at night. It's another thing when you fall asleep at the wheel driving in dark. But have you ever fallen asleep at the wheel driving? Uh, either late at night or, uh, you know, whenever. Because whatever your sleep schedule is is when it's going to happen. But how did it work out for you? What did you do? I've woke up, like, I've tapped bumpers. I've uh, went off the road. I get many times awoke by the grid of the uh, of the road, you know, like those grids they put in on the sides. Uh, has it ever happened to you? And what happened? Thank God I was never in an accident. You know, thank God I was never in anything, like, tragic, you know, anything really hurtful. And the danger that you could be. 1-800-283-101.5. I remember Danny Briere was a hockey player uh, for the Flyers and before that, the Buffalo team. And I remember he fell asleep at the wheel, uh, almost hit a truck. Kevin is in New Brunswick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kevin. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Well, hey, how you been? I hang into that. Hang into that. Huh. Yeah, so I, I, I fell asleep behind the wheel of a tractor trailer one time. Oh, man, what happened? Well, luckily, I slammed into the back of another tractor trailer. But, luckily? Uh, my, uh, well, the way it happened, yeah. I, my, my passenger mirror right. hit the back of the driver's side corner of the back of the, the other guy's tractor, and it hit so hard, the mirror swung in, smashed my passenger's window, and did some quite a bit of other damage, but it woke me up, and I was able to save the day. You're lucky you got woke. Yeah, you're lucky you got woke up. Yeah, and like I said, and that was if it was any other way of hitting it, it wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't be here. But yeah. I, luckily, the mirror smashed into the into the pa uh, passenger window and, and literally exploded it. And then you said a prayer, and then cleaned the seats. <laughs> well, yeah. Pretty much, I made the delivery and and, and continued the day, uh, and then finished up and never let that happen again. Never, Kevin. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Giuseppe, I want to give you more time. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever fallen asleep while driving? What happened? How did you get through it? What were the circumstances? It happened to me on the way into work today, uh, a couple of times. You know, and you don't even realize it. It just sneaks up on you. You're not even thinking, I'm going to fall asleep. You're fighting to stay awake. Then you get to the light, and <sighs> Steve Trevelisse here. You know, when it comes to authentic Italian specialties, no one does it better than Tuscany Market in Marlboro, Manalapan, and now Freehold. Bring that same quality and authenticity to your next summer event or barbecue with Tuscany's catering services, Italian barbecue feast, luau, or clam bake packages, or order their Texan buffet menu with the most delicious barbecue meats and ribs. See for yourself at any of the three locations or online at TuscanyCateringNJ.com. Remember, if it's not Tuscany, it's imitation. Here's fast traffic. 1.5. 
New Jersey weather brought to you by the All-American Auto Group, number one in New Jersey. They offer Ford, Subaru, Blue Advantage, certified used vehicles, and Jordan tow trucks. Always an award-winning experience. Locations in Old Bridge, Point Pleasant, Brick, Ackensack, and Paramus. Visit allamericanautogroup.com. And when you're driving home, make sure you stay awake. Fall asleep on the way here. Have you ever fallen asleep at the wheel? 1-800-283-101.5. Giuseppe's in Monmouth County on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Giuseppe. Uh, not Monmouth County, but uh, Montgomery. Close to Montgomery in uh, Pennsylvania. So, okay. Uh, I'm a, I'd love their show, uh, Steve, and uh, listening for a while since about age uh, 16. I'm 21. Oh, thanks, I first, I first got my permit when I was uh, 20. Uh, May of 2021, so last right. year, and I got my full license in September of 21, and I tell you, Steve, the last uh, three-ish months, within those months, I fell asleep at the wheel uh, during about two or three uh, trips, but within those trips, it happened to me like four or five times that were somewhere behind me. What happened? Go ahead and honk the horn. Now, of course, there's various factors to all, all of uh, what, what could happen, but if you dare ever have a cop behind you that would ever see that, I would argue that would be sufficient wrath uh, for them to pull you over. Sure. You know, I mean, my goodness, but that's horrible to be uh, having that happen to you because it's like, okay, now I got to go ahead and, uh, like you were saying, got to go ahead and lift your shoulders up, be like, hey, got have some type of attention here um, on the road, but it, it's, it, it, it's horrible uh, type of feeling that uh, I, I know what caused uh, me to go ahead and uh, do that and have that. What happened? Well, Act 16 of 2016, some uh, medical marijuana, Steve. Ah, okay. You discovered the wacky yeah. tobacco. Uh, you can't see. Yeah. Now in Jersey, it's recreationally legal, and that's a big question uh, that's come I, up. I, I got to tell you, Steve, I was just down there in Ocean City, and um, mm -hmm. I may or may have not been going after that country wreck. <laughs> well, yeah. well, well, see, if you were 16, the cops couldn't touch you here in New Jersey. Right? If you were 16 in Jersey, they have to, like, give you an award or something. Giuseppe, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I was driving home from doing the overnight and uh, on sports radio, and I stopped at Dunkin' Donuts, right? I'm driving. I got my coffee. I got my donut. I'm falling asleep. Cop gets behind me, pulls me over, and uh, showed him my license. Turns out he was listening, and then starts arguing with me about what I was talking about on the radio. <laughs> uh, but it woke me up. Once you wake up, you're okay. You know, Do uh, Tom is in Bayville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Tom. Oh, Steve, man, I got one for you. And believe me, I'll never fall asleep again behind the wheel. Well, that's what you said before you fell asleep this time. Well, this was just so... It scared every ounce of badness out of me. I woke up right. on the Garden State Parkway. I remember getting on the parkway. Right. I woke up. I was going down the grass at 70 miles an hour. Oh, man. And yeah. that's when you woke up? People, yeah, people were hitting horns and shit at me. And I'm like, 
Oh no! Oh man, you can't say that. You can't. I got you. Got, I can't let you curse on the radio, but I get the idea. Yeah, I mean, when you don't, when you wake up, then you're disoriented. Now you got to figure out what the hell happened or what's happening and where you are. Did you ever like drive? They call it hypnotic driving. I didn't understand what it was. And a friend of mine, uh, Doctor Andy Scott Patty, who's a comedy hypnotist, uh, came on the air actually and talked about it called uh, hypnotic sleep, where you're sleeping at the wheel, yet you're still able to drive. You know what I mean? Like, even though, you know, you're asleep, and you, but you're able to drive, you understand what's going on, you can drive. And I've had the situation where I've, like, driven off, not so much driven off the road, but driven past my exit and didn't realize until I woke up or snapped out of it. Okay, where am I? What's going on? You got to stop. You got to look around. And many times, not a couple of times, many times, I would turn the car around, start driving back until I found something I recognized. Happened to me on Inlay's Town Road. I would get off 195 at exit 11. And I kept going and going and going, and I didn't realize that I made the right instead of the left. And that's called hypnotic driving. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever had this happen to you? You know, uh, we're not going to spend all night on this, but I'm just wondering, because it happened to me coming in. You know, I get up really, really early this morning, and uh, you don't realize it's happening. It's hypnotic driving. Another thing that happens is called um, micro-sleep. And what micro-sleep is, because, again, I was on the radio talking about it. A guy calls me, a trucker calls, and says, you ever heard of micro-sleep? I go, no, he goes, Google it. And basically what that is, you're sleeping for up to 30 seconds while you're driving. And the way you wake up, you ever have that thing where, like, the weight of your head leans you forward, and all of a sudden you snap back? And when you snap back, that's what wakes you up. That's called micro-sleep. But 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever been in a situation where you fell asleep at the wheel while you were driving? Have you ever, uh, you know, what happened? Did you drive off the road? I'm assuming if you're calling me, you're okay. But uh, how bad did it get? Do you ever have that situation where you're just losing it? Or you don't realize you're losing it? Because that's the other thing. It sneaks up on you. You're not getting the warning. And for whatever reason, you know, you don't think, I should pull over now. You think, I can plow through this. You know, and then, like, I don't like to pull over because if I pull over, you know, I start thinking about Michael Jordan's father. Like, you know, God knows what's going to happen. But uh, have you ever had that happen to you? Have you ever had this? Uh, you ever fallen asleep at the wheel, Kyle? Never fallen asleep at the wheel, but I, I have had a couple of instances where I was close, but I just wanted to say hearing you talk about it, chewing gum is supposed to prevent that. So if you're ever tired driving, if you have gum on you, if you chew Until gum, you fall asleep with the gum in your well, mouth. Well, that's the thing. I don't know how foolproof it is, but I've read. heard everything. I've heard chewing gum. Another guy says keep apples in the car, and uh, the guy, you do it in the, when it's cold out. Keep the apples and the sugar in the apple will do it. You ever fall asleep at the wheel, Chad? Never fallen asleep, but I've certainly gotten close. And the trick for me, I would just, like, flex muscles, like, flex my thigh. As he does all day my- around the studio. <laughs> yeah. got, you know, I mean, type just- of news, Chad. <laughs> yes, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, it's solitary. I'm not doing it for for anyone else. But, you know, just, like, flexing to try. And uh, the good old slap on the face, I, I've done that several times where I just, I just go on my face. I just slap my face crazy to yeah. try and wake myself up. You got that from watching the Three Stooges? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, come on, knucklehead, wake up. Hey, I'm asleep. They're unco- unconventional methods, <laughs> but yeah. But you know what? Um, like you just said, a mint, like, you know, I'll pop a mint or something. Um, just yeah, the, or like a sucking candy or something like that. You got to be careful with those because if you swallow it. Right, right. Because you're kind of like, you're kind of in and out. Yeah. I've, I've had coffee in the car. I'm drinking the coffee, and yeah. it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Well, right. I've got a long commute, so I've, I've tried everything. You know, so splashing water on my face when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Do you Everything. sing? Um, yeah, I'll sing. Really? I'll play like I make sure when when I drive home at night, I make sure I have upbeat music playing in the car. Usually like metal or hip hop or old classic rock, like something really upbeat that you know that's not gonna yeah. lull me to sleep. No Engelbert Humperdinck or anything on no the car. right lane driving. It's, no, no Chicago. So who in the left lane? Let's go. Man, a little slash in the left lane. Seven thirty. Another lead. Russell Brooks by the Department of Banking and Insurance need health insurance. Through Get Covered New Jersey, you may qualify for affordable health coverage if you recently had a major life event or meet certain income levels. Visit GetCoveredNJ.com. Steve Trevelis. Have you ever fallen asleep at the wheel? It happened to me on the way in. This is one of those topics, you know, you should do this at 10 o'clock at night when people are driving around and it's late. Yeah, I would do that. But it happened to me on the way in. I got up at 523 this morning because my wife set an alarm and then left the room mean uh and if i go home and yell say look you got a top you got an hour out of it what are you complaining about uh because i because i didn't want the hour i wanted the hour of sleep but that's me all right so uh if you ever fall asleep at the wheel and uh, what do you do to stay awake when you feel like you're falling asleep at the wheel cindy's in tom's river on new jersey 101.5 hi cindy hey steve how are you i'm good how are you Good. I'm good. I'm good. So my story is that I was managing a diner back in the day and it was Mother's Day. So right. it was a 14, 16 hour day. I drove one of my people home and after I dropped him off, I was on my way and I fell asleep at the wheel. And my what woke me up was that I felt like my thighs were on fire and I smelled cigar smoke to open my eyes to a fire truck barreling the intersection. I hit my brakes. I mean, literally an inch from this fire truck. My car shook. That's how close I was. And I I regained my composure. I pulled off to the side, and my thighs were not on fire anymore. I did not smell the cigar. My father had recently passed away, and he was a cigar smoker, and he saved me. Oh, my God. Where's Nene Grace? Where's Nene Grace? Oh, my God. Yep, 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 yep. So every time I smell a cigar now and uh-huh. I don't see anybody smoking a cigar, it's an alarm for me that I'm in da- possible danger and I, you know, I'm more um, aware of my surroundings. How you doing, Dad? I'm with you. Thanks, Dad. Really? Oh, my God. Thank that's you, great. Right. That is a great story. Cindy, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. And here's the man who lit that cigar. John is in Manchester on New Jersey 101.5. What's happening, kiddo? Hey, Steve. Yeah, it turns out I had a thing called a long QT syndrome, which uh, caused me to pass long QT syndrome. And long QT. To, yeah, it means my heart doesn't beat the way it's supposed to beat. Right. I now have a pacemaker. Right. But before I, got the, before I got the pacemaker, I passed out behind the wheel five different times. What happened? The results were three rear collisions, one guardrail, and one ruffle strip. Wow. 
So now with the rear end collisions, did you end up getting sued or what, you know, did you, was it really? No, no, I know, you know, I mean, obviously my insurance company took care of the damages for them. No, no, uh, I haven't been sued and I pay an extremely low insurance rate. An extremely low insurance rate? Yes. How are you able to do that with all those, uh, bumper collisions? Um, Talk to Bill Doyle about it. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll talk to Bill Doyle. He's your insurance man? Mutual of Doyle? Uh, he, I've talked Shake to him about his my hand and you've got insurance. <laughs> yes, God. <laughs> I've talked to him about my 25 car accidents, and he always gets upset because my insurance is like 162 a month for me and my wife, full coverage on both. And his cars. is 162 a day. <laughs> and he's like, how is that? How is that? I'm like, well, it'd probably be less, but, you know. I have a woman driver in the family. Ah, yes, it is a disadvantage for you, right? <laughs> I can't believe it. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. So, like, you're driving along the road, everything is nice, all of a sudden you just feel it overcoming your body. You know, you're tired, or you start to drift, or you start to, you start to lose yourself in a song. Uh, have you ever fallen asleep at the wheel or drifted? And what do you do when you feel yourself falling asleep at the wheel? What do you do to stay awake? How hard is it? Everybody's got their own little thing, their own little home remedy, I guess, to stay awake. You know, do you ever, like, pull over and just walk around the car? Like, I've tried that. Sometimes, like, I don't pull over because I'm just too tired to pull over. Yet, I'll continue driving. That's the genius that I am. Nah, I don't want to get out of the car. I'm too tired. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna get home. And next thing you know, drive past the location, sound asleep, have to wake up, drive back to where I was. The mint, I hear, is a good thing. Right? I've heard keep fruit in the car, like when it's cold out. When it's cold out, you can keep like you know beverages, cold beverage in the car, so that you can always take something and eat it. Uh, or, you know, peanuts or stuff like that. But with me, like, I've had actual coffee in the car. I'm drink tonight, on the way over here, I'm drinking coffee. And it's not doing a damn thing. What do you do? 1-800-283-101.5. Have you been told, don't drink hot coffee? Like, if you drink anything, if you keep it in the car, make sure it's cold. Because the cold will wake you up. But have you ever had that situation happen? I could tell you so many stories, time and again, of me falling asleep at the wheel. So much so that I actually had to hire a driver to go back and forth to Philadelphia for the overnight shift. And uh, today, because I got up so early in the morning, you know, when I got three hours sleep last night, so you drive and driving in, and I fall asleep at the light. And I, I know because I'm at the light, and I'm thinking, okay, it's going to change any second. Next thing I know, I'm literally sleeping, and I got a guy honking behind me to keep going. 1-800-283-101.5. Tell me your story. Everybody loves summer, but it's so short. You really only have a few months before the warmest weather is gone. If you still have that nagging pain, you need to do something about it. It's now. So if you have that nagging pain, you need to do something about it now so you can enjoy the rest of summer. Stop thinking it's just your age and you have to live with it. It's not. You don't. Thankfully, my friends at Trinity Rehab can help. Trinity Rehab will have you back to having fun with family and friends and back to doing what you want or need to do. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAP machine. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, 
feeling and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Flemington, Toms River, and Woodcliffe Lake, so you know there's one near you. Get the most out of summer before it's gone. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Jersey Radio. New Jersey 101.5, going back to school with Project Backpack. Project Backpack helps Garden State kids go back to school with brand new backpacks. If you want to help, join us this Saturday, August 20th. I'm going to be at the Wendy's on Route 9 in Friol starting 11 a.m. My appetite comes with me. Everyone who donates a backpack gets free Wendy's gift card or free family passes to Legoland Discovery Center in Philadelphia while supplies last. More on Project Backpack, you visit nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Wendy's and Rob Dukansky at robsellsnj.com. Have you ever, have you ever fallen asleep at the wheel? Happened to me on the way in today. Steve is in Mullica Hill on New Jersey 101.5. Steve, oh. Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? Good, man. Hey, listen, I've been listening to your story, and, uh, and I haven't seen what I went through. What happened? Um, I used to commute up from uh, Mullica Hill, which is Anchor 2, up to Prudential. Uh, in Newark, New Jersey, so it was about that's, two hour drive. That's some right. And I would have, I would have to stop maybe two or three times at each of the rest stops and take a quick nap. And um, you know, I I never thought much about it. And um, you know, I told my wife about it, and she said, "Well, maybe you ought to start taking the train." Right. And so, you know, took the train and um, coming back from Newark to Philadelphia. You know, jam track, jam packed uh, train. Right. And um, standing up, and all of a sudden, I fall asleep. And a guy stands up. He, he picks me up, and he goes, "I've never seen that. I've never seen a guy stand standing up, just fall asleep." Yeah. And You're like a horse. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> how how many? And um, and and I told my wife. Right. You know, I come home from work the next day, and she hands me a. An address and my pillow. Right. And she says, you're going to sleep study. And I went to a sleep study. And sure enough, I had sleep apnea, mm-hmm. um, severe sleep apnea. I got that. And, um, you know, all of a sudden it was, um, you know, they, they put me through the sleep study. During the sleep study, I was like, you know what? Um, when they, they, they had to come in and actually physically take me to wake me up. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want one of those machines. The CPAP. And, uh, yeah, CPAP, it's CPAP, you know, um, sleep apnea machine. And ever since then, I have never had an issue with regards to getting tired or falling asleep. Yeah, those uh, things are fantastic. Yeah, those things are fantastic, Steve. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I've had one the last couple of years. My problem is if you're going to sleep at 2, you're getting up at 530, uh, 523. Ken's in Bayonne on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Ken. Hi, Steve. How you doing? I think I have a cure for you. What's that? When you next divorce? You find yourself dozing. Uh-huh. If you find yourself dozing, what you do, you have a screaming fit with yourself. You start yelling, screaming, a screaming, and it fit. gets the it gets the adrenaline flowing. So all I gotta do is start yelling at me, and then everything will be. No. I can call my wife; she'll no. tell me exactly no. what to say. 
Huh? Yell at yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But what I'll do is like, I'll, I'll consult with my wife. She'll write me a nice script. So then when I start yelling at myself, I'll know exactly what to say. I like that. Is that what you do? Yeah, it works. All right, hold on. Let me. I want you to do it, okay? Let's say we're driving down the road. Right? You're getting a little tempted. You're getting a little, uh, little tempted to fall asleep. Now let me hear you yell at yourself. What do you say? So what are you doing? What's the matter with you? <laughs> okay. I mean, yell it. I mean, yell it. Yell are it. you out of your mind? Where are you going? You fall asleep at the wheel? Don't you know how to drive, you moron? God. Or you could, if you're like thinking that. about it, you could yell at your boss that you always wanted to say something to your boss, but you never. Oh, uh, yell at your boss. Make believe your boss is in your car. Yeah, well, I like my boss. You're alone. Yeah, no, no, I got it. you got to make believe. I'm thinking like, you know, they have this new thing where, did you know this? You could take Alexa and reprogram the voice of Alexa to people who have passed away. Wow. You can do this. All you need is like a tape of the person. So I was thinking of like using the same principle, getting like my father's voice on GPS. Where are you going? What are you doing? I think that'd be cool, <laughs> right? I like that. Yeah. All right. All right. A little eerie, though. A little eerie. A little eerie, you know. But you know my old man. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Talking to you at 11 o'clock at night, Steve Trevelis. Hanging out. Go to nj1015.com. Check out uh, the many, many articles on my page. The many blogs. Coffee that rocks. Smithereens guitarist spills the beans about his own blend. Babjack's coffee. It is delicious, like my friend Hollis Thomas would say. Elvis Presley has been gone 45 years ago. Uh, is when we lost him. I remember where I was. I was playing. I was playing football at my friend Jerry DePillo's house, and uh, we got the word that uh, Elvis had died. Uh, surprisingly, like two weeks earlier, I saw him on uh, television uh, doing a CBS special, and he's bloated and he's singing the words to "My Way" uh, that he's reading off a card, and it was so sad. And then if you see the Elvis movie, uh, Buzz Lerman's Elvis, uh, which is now available to rent, I think you can get it at home on demand. But uh, at the end, I'm not giving anything away here about the story, but at the end of the movie, they show a clip of the real Elvis from that show, like two weeks before he dies, singing uh, Unchained Melody. And no matter what, the voice never left him. And it made such for such a sad story. We'll talk about Elvis later. We'll talk about Woodstock later, too. And uh, also uh, the anniversary of the Beatles at uh, Shea Stadium in 65. That was yesterday. So if you go on nj1015.com, you're going to see that. Uh, you're going to see New Jersey has been named the second best state to live in by WalletHub. How about that? Right, people putting down New Jersey, right? Everybody wants to leave New Jersey. I'm getting the hell out of here. Well, New Jersey's been named the second best state to live in. And another blog I put up about the best New Jersey places people have moved to and why they like it so much. And that's what I'm going to do now. Since New Jersey was named the second best state to live in, where in New Jersey do you live? And why do you like it so much? 1-800-283-101.5. Where in New Jersey do you live? Why do you like it so much? Do you live at the shore? You know, you made the choice to live where you live. You made the choice to be here. 
What made you stay? What makes you stay? You know, uh, as far as the article from Wallet Hub, uh, they really go into it. You know, they tested all kinds of metrics and uh, basically what they've come out with that uh, we came in 28th in income growth out of 50, 8th in percentage of adults who are fully vaccinated, 10th in percentage of adults who are in fair to poor health, 23rd in percentage of insured population, 28th in income growth, 16th in average weekly working hours. We've been given a total score of 6201. Massachusetts came in first. They were 62.65. But I want to know from you. 1-800-283-101.5. Where do you live in New Jersey? Why do you like it so much? Do Do you like where you live? If you don't like where you live, call and tell me. But if you like where you live, what are the good things about it? Somebody took out a billboard last week uh, about her daughter graduating. She's going to become a doctor. And the one good thing that come out of Camden. So I decided, you know what, that's a pretty good idea. I'm going to write a post about other good things that come out of Camden. I contact people in Camden. I haven't heard back yet. But uh, I'm going to work on it. But I want to know from you, where in New Jersey do you live? Why do you like where you live so much? Or do you like where you live? Or the things that drew you there, the things that are keeping you there? Or was it one of those deals where it seemed like a good idea at the time? Now things have changed so much. I, you know, if I had to do over again. I love where I live. You know, I live in Roosevelt. A kid could be a kid longer in Roosevelt, and I see that in my sons who are 15, and they get to roam the streets and have a good time. They have a whole town at their disposal. Everybody knows them. Everybody loves them. It's all cool. It's, uh, it's kind of like Mayberry. It's a small town. Uh, I grew up in Union City, you know, in the feel of a big town, a big communal town. Where you don't feel like, uh, you feel like you're on your own, but you don't realize everybody in town is watching you. That's that village mentality. Marlboro I lived in, Eaton Town, Old Bridge. But um, 1-800-283-101.5. Where do you live in New Jersey? The second best state to live in. Do you agree that New, if I told you, like I'm telling you, New Jersey is the second best state to live in. According to a survey by WalletHub, do you believe it? What do you like? Do you like anything about where you live? Look at this. Nobody likes where they live in this this state. Come on. Come on. Somebody likes it here. WalletHub, the purpose of the survey was to help people find the best and most affordable place possible. And they compared the 50 states based on 52 key indicators of livability, ranging from housing costs, income growth to uh, education rates and quality of hospitals. Steven is in Lawrenceville on New Jersey 101.5. Steve L. Hey, man, I'm a, I call when I can. You're the greatest. Hey, I'm glad you called. You can say that all the time. Yeah, no, yeah it's an interesting show. It can happen on all night, and it's very soothing. I appreciate but, uh, that, man. Thank you. You know what? I don't know why. Hey, quiet. I got my uh, cousins here. So, listen, I think it's a great state. It's got all the, the nice climate, the beautiful greenery, and all the arts and everything. I don't understand why they can't lower the taxes. You know, Pennsylvania's doing just as well at 3%. You know what I mean? I, You know what? I wish I knew why. Because everybody, they, they, what they do, the promises they keep are so minuscule compared to the, what they really need to work on, which is the property tax. 
I, I totally days, agree with you. I want to show you around Pennington, where I, I live now, mostly uh-huh. Pennington. It's a very pretty place. You got you got you got to break bread sometime. You got it. You got it. You're my kind of guy. Man, I appreciate you know, that. Hang up and listen. Thank you, you, man. You got it, pal. Thanks, Steve. 1-800-283-101.5. Okay, we got one guy who loves New Jersey. The rest of you people, come on. Right now, I see lines coming up. What's so great about the Garden State? Well, I'll tell you what's so great about the Garden State. We've been named second best place to live in New Jersey. And I got a whole bunch of people on my social media telling me what they love about New Jersey. I want to hear from you. What do you love about New Jersey? What do you love about where you live? Here's a chance to brag about your town. 1-800-283-101.5. Have at it. Are you ready to retire and sell your home fast? If you don't like your town, Rob Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage is an expert at taking advantage of the seller's market so you can sell your home fast and for the most money possible. Elizabeth was retiring, wanted to move south, so she needed to sell her home in South Brunswick. It all came together in just 17 days after nine showings and multiple offers. The home sold for $810,000 cash, which was $85,000 over the list price. It was the highest sale in her neighborhood, a lot of extra cash to take south with her. Robert Dukansky of REMAX First First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. No worries if your situation changes. You can get out of the contract at any time. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Tukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google robsellsnj and start packing. 1-800-283-101.5. Here's fast traffic. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Talking in your sleep. I should have used that last hour. We're talking about the best places to live in New Jersey. Named the second best state to live in. Right behind Massachusetts. Seriously, Massachusetts. Cape Cod, Jersey Shore. Do I need to say more? 1-800-283-101.5. Where do you love to live in New Jersey? Sonia's in Bayville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Sonia. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good to you. Same here. Good, thank you. <laughs> you know what? I spoke to you a while ago. Um, I know you're from Union City, and like you, I do love New Jersey because I'm originally from North Bergen. Oh, okay. Whereabouts? And... Uh, North Bergen, 79th by the park. Oh, my God. I, 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 have, I have a couple of friends that live up there a long time ago. Really? I used to I used to walk to that park. We played football in that park. And I lived from 14th Street. And from 14th Street up to 79th, we would walk. We were nuts. Isn't that funny? I used to walk from 79th uh, all the way down to Union City to go uh, Bergen Line Avenue and, and do our shopping. Everything happened on Bergen Line Avenue, right? Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, right no, down no, all the I'll, yeah. Uh huh. I, I love it. I mean, I love. Um, I do love New Jersey. Um, though I love it so much that I love the mountains and I love the ocean. So I have places in both. I live in North Jersey, and I also have a home in Bayville, and that's what I do on my weekends. That's great. You see that? You cover both worlds. You cover both worlds. Who want to live anywhere else? There's something about living in Jersey you can't get anywhere else, other than the food. It's true. Absolutely, it really is. I mean, once. Once you leave the state, you know, you, you know it. People are great everywhere you go, you know, when, once you leave this area. But mm-hmm. um, the food is what's really amazing. It's like you cannot get the food that we have in, in New Jersey. No, a lot of people imitate, but they can't nail it. You know, they, they try, but yes. they can't nail it. 
All right, so you keep in touch. Thanks, Steve. You too. Have a good night. Got it. I'll call you. Let's go to uh, uh, Ronald in Old Bridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Ronald. Hey, what's up, Steve? Generation, pretty cool, man. I used to live in Hazlitt. It was okay over there, but I live in Old Bridge with my wife. Uh-huh. And I like Old Bridge. It's nice and peaceful over there. I love living there. Oh, you know what? My very first apartment Madison was in Old Garden. Bridge. That's where I live. Where? Madison Gardens. I, you know, I have a friend in Madison Gardens. I, I, he's still there, Joey Fortunato. I, uh, I used to live in the arcade. My first apartment was the arcade gardens, right behind the shop. Right, remember that? Nice. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I also, I also like like Old Bridge. By, um, I stay by Old Bridge because I mean, normally go to the Monmouth uh, County Fair and all that stuff. And I play like all the arcade games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're right. In, you're in the perfect spot, right? You're close enough yeah, to New York. You come a little bit great. down nine. Absolutely. Good stuff, Ronnie. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Liz is in the car on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Liz. Hello, Steve. My husband and I are driving, and we heard you, and we couldn't resist calling. We were both born in Jersey City. Really? Uh, Yes. We met because we had the same part-time job in college. Uh Uh-huh. And we moved to Connecticut for a while, and Kentucky, and have traveled a lot, but... Every time we moved, our goal was to get closer to the Jersey Shore, and that's where we are right now. We're retired. Mm -hmm. We live in a great little condo, and we get to see that big pond every morning. We live in Long Long Branch, so Uh we can take the train to the city or get in the car and go to Atlantic City, Uh, but just walking on the boards is great. That's great. How long have you been in Long Branch? Uh, actually, not a real long time. Four years. All right, so you are you were there for all the renovation. You're there for the Long Branch now. is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, when I my first radio job was in Long Branch. Then it was a different place. Long Branch now is great. Yeah. Yeah. No, we we know that, but uh, you know it's funny. We've uh, vacationed in other spots along the shore, and for some reason, Great Long Branch eluded us, and. Uh, uh, we just, what the heck, you know, let's do it. So here we are. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, enjoy. God bless. My first job was it was on Broadway. All the way down, it was 156 Broadway was the radio station address. And before work, I could, uh, the beach was around the corner. Go lay on the beach, come in, do the shift, play some music, go back to the beach. Or go to the clubs, a place called Club Spanky was right there. It's like on that end. It was a long time ago. But uh, now they've made it so beautiful in Long Branch. It, it really is. It really is. And, you know, during the summer, there are actually four concerts per week. So who can beat that? You no, know? Not, <laughs> not at all. You ride, your bike, you ride bikes, you take walks. Uh, let me say we're we're in our seventies, okay? So we're really Oh, you know, okay. The, they got you here as fifty, Liz, so you better be nice to my producer next time you call and you call him. My husband yeah. said we're slow walkers. <laughs> <laughs> Actually what happened was you called at fifty. By the time we got you on, now you're seventy. That's what happened. Uh, Liz, thanks for the call. I'm sorry. Tom is in Voorhees on New Jersey one oh one point five. Hiya, Tom. Hey, Steve. You guys are best. Thank you, pal. Okay. We're living here in Voorhees, New Jersey, Camden County. Right. And we're right off of Route 73, and we have a uh, B-52 
beautiful ranch here we have. It's got three quarters of an acre. We have all kind of natural wildlife. We have deer in the backyard. We all have deer in the backyard now. Well, probably. Yeah, they have overrun this, this country yeah. here. <laughs> and we even have beavers about a lake, which is right next to us. Beavers by the lake. How about that? Yeah, and uh, we uh, we love this place. I bought it about two and a half years ago. Yeah, and I have a new wife, a new life. Look at you! God bless you. New wife, new life. You know what? Do you have that Melada coffee plant? You still smell the coffee when you get on two ninety five? Oh, yeah, it's down there, very right up two ninety five. You uh, know it. Yeah, that's when you know you're home. And is my girl Wendy? She's sitting right next to me. We just come back. We heard it. As we're coming home from our date night out. We live uh, to listen to you guys. We well, thank you. absolute best. Yeah. Where did you go for date night? Listen to radio in the morning. Melissa, you at night. Yeah. There you go. Hey, you know what? It's better the other way around, they got to say. So, I mean, where did, you go, where did you go on your date night? We went to Fianni's. It's right behind the Echelon Mall on Burnt Mill Road. Uh-huh. It's one of the most fantastic, best secrets in South Jersey. Well, now it ain't. You just let it, you just hold hundreds of thousands of people. It's made, the line may be a little longer next time. Liquor. Why don't you buy it at my store? Liquor. We got to bring your own bottle. And and we, we have a liquor store in, uh, in Medford, and we're living a great life. Oh, God bless. Tom, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. We have been named the second best state to live in. So where do you live in New Jersey? And tell me why you love it so much. What's so great about the Garden State, especially where you are? It is 830. Now, the latest New Jersey news. Brought to you by Veteran Care Services. Did you know that senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan that can pay up to $2,200 a month for your medical care? See, if you or a loved one qualifies, call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-E-Veterans. Steve Trevelis. 1-800-283-101.5. Elvis Presley, gone 45 years ago today. We'll talk about that later on. Beatles 65 was the Shea Stadium concert that was uh, yesterday. 65, that would be what, 48 years ago, right? Uh, 47 years ago. Uh, we'll talk about that later on as well. But I want to talk about now. I mean, I was thinking about this when I heard it brought up by the news department on Monday. Uh, warranties and how much it costs to buy a home warranty in New Jersey. Do you buy warranties? No matter what you want to buy, any electronics, would you like to buy a warranty on that? You know, you buy like this, the, the dumbest thing. You buy like a, a, a table radio. They even sell table radios anyway. You buy a clock radio. Would you like a warranty with that? Like the things that you would normally just throw out. Like, I'm going to try to cash in the warranty. or uh, But everything you buy, they try to sell you a warranty. And uh, the reason that this is up there is because the cost of a warranty has now gone up. That home insurance policy you're carrying doesn't cover you when your air conditioning system decides to blow in the middle of summer. Or a major appliance breaks down out of nowhere. And a new analysis from House Method, a home services researcher, finds the average annual cost of a home warranty is $670 in New Jersey, or about $55 a month. Uh, I'm not big, I'm not a warranty guy. I've always, like, people tell me, like, people in the sales business, you know, don't buy the warranty. The guy just makes his money on the warranty. You don't need the warranty until you need the warranty. Um, I've been lucky. I did get a warranty on my car 
uh, an aftermarket warranty, and it did save me a couple of times. Uh, but then someone else said, like, with, with insurance deductibles, like, if you have the money or if you have a credit card, like, I was told, um, I once interviewed a guy named Charles Givens. I don't know. Wealth Without Risk was the name of the book. I can't remember. This guy even still around or whatever the deal is. But he told me, he walked into the interview, I'm going to save you money before I leave. And he gave me a credit card application for 0%. Uh, and I still have. Now it's a little more, but it was a Capital One card. I still have it. But he had said that rather than go for the, at the time, $200 deductible, he goes, rather than do that, do you have, take that credit card. You got a $1,000 limit on it, a $2,000 limit. So just as long as you got $2,000 on your credit line, get a $2,000 deductible. You're going to save money on your premiums. And if you ever need the $2,000, you put it on your credit card. As opposed to just paying that higher rate every month, whether you need it or not. And that's from the insurance part. But the warranty part, have you ever, you, how many warranties do you buy? Do you ever use them? And have you ever profited from a warranty? Have you ever had your life saved by a warranty? 1-800-283-101.5. And I'm talking about, like, not so much the major things. But even like the smaller things, if, if you buy stereo equipment, do you get the warranty with it? You buy a television, do you get the warranty with it? Do you ever use it? What's the best break you ever got because you had the warranty? Or what was the dumbest investment you ever made by getting a warranty? Did it work for you? Like, are you a warranty person? Because by and large, like, I won't. For me, like, if it doesn't work, when it, when it reaches the end, okay, it's bye-bye time. I can't see the idea of paying money just in case something goes wrong. You know, if it's a major thing, it's one thing. But a lot of the minor stuff. But have you ever, you know, have you ever had your life saved by a warranty? Or better yet, your budget saved by a warranty? Or do you see them and you say, you know what, this is ridiculous. I'm not spending this kind of money just in case. And then, yeah, God willing, you dodge the bullet that for as long as you have whatever you have, you don't get the warranty. You know, you never have anything go wrong. Or if it gets to the point where it's just too old, you're going to replace it anyway. Where are you on warranties? 1-800-283-101.5. I mean, here, you're talking about $55 a month just in case. Something should happen. Brian's in Liberty Corner on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Brian. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm well, thanks. I love I love your thing about Jersey, and, and I, I just love Jersey myself. I'm originally from Philadelphia, but, uh, yeah, I came up to Jersey, and I, I love it. It's great. Um, it is. Now, you're talking about home war- you're talking about warranties, home warranties. Yeah. Have you ever been um, saved I'm by actually- a warranty? I'm actually, um, I'm actually, uh, renting at the moment right. and it turned into five years. My landlord has a home warranty. She has, she, we, we've, we replaced the, the boiler, we replaced the furnace, the central air, the washing machine. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, the, the refrigerator and the, uh, dishwasher. 
That warranty is like herpes, the gift that keeps on giving. Wow. I am telling you, these these people, if the prices went up, it's because of her. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) They went to her. You went to your landlord's house, and now look what happened. The whole freaking state's got to pay, Brian. Not for nothing. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm I'm thinking about buying. It's a condo. I'm thinking about buying. I'm going to say, why not? It makes a deal. Everything's brand new. Yeah, now now it's all good, right? (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) How about that? So you benefited from, she benefited from all that and she benefited from it from all that yes and i was just amazed at, at, at i was like home warranties like you i was like do, do you really need it but it, as it turned out it it really saved her a ton of money now what about you like, sure. do you buy do you buy any kind of warranty like when you go to buy like the simplest things like uh you know appliances or whatever do you normally I get do, the I warranty? Do not. I mean, no i don't i don't get it. yeah I, I don't get it because by the time you get done paying for the warranty I, I fix things myself, so I, I'm able to maybe if I'm not like you said, you throw it away and get a new one. That's yeah. made for anyway, right? You're a lucky man. You can fix things. Yeah. Oh my God, I wish I could. The only thing in my toolbox is a checkbook and a pen. I wish I could <laughs> fix things. <laughs> that's <God>. funny. <laughs> that that that's true. Unfortunately, Brian. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Do you believe in the warranties? Do you buy the extended warranties? Right now, uh, Ice T is selling warranties. When he's not doing yoga, all of a sudden, Ice T's become uh, Mr. Commercial Guy. But one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Cost of home warranties have gone up. How have warranties benefited you? Was the best thing you ever got from a warranty? How did it save your life? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Is today your lucky day? You bet, because the new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that I recommend. It's easy to sign up, fun to use, and faster to win than ever before. Bet Parks is an official betting partner of the PGA Tour. Check out at Bet Parks on Twitter and also the app for special odds boosts and player specials on all PGA Tour events. Join me right now on the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Download in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at BetParks.com. Download in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at BetParks.com. He said twice. The all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app users can choose between a $20 casino bonus and a $20 free sports bet. Which begs the question, is this the most rewarding casino and sportsbook betting app ever? You bet. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and Casino all in one. Amazing. App. Jersey News. If I want to make it an endless summer, New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free getaway to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Listen, weekdays at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for a secret code word. Enter it on the New Jersey 101.5 app to win. There's three winners every day, thanks to our sponsors. The Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, where legendary entertainment lives. Make it an endless summer with a free AC getaway from New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis, cost of a cost of a home warranty in New Jersey's rising. Do you buy the warranties? Are you like a warranty person? No matter what you buy, when you need to get a warranty with that for two extra dollars, you want a warranty in your vacuum cleaner? Are you a warranty person? And uh, what is the best benefit you've ever had from a warranty? How has the warranty saved your life? Sam's in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Sam. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How about you? Pretty good. Funny story. I bought uh, a PSE&G worry-free warranty on my appliances. My boiler broke, 
and I called another company to come. I wouldn't have had to pay a dime, but I forgot that I had that warranty. So I called the company up that, uh, you know, and I asked them for my money back. And they were like, are you crazy? And I'm like, they're like, listen, we'll get, you know, we feel bad for you. We'll give you right. back a hundred dollars. They sent me a hundred dollars check in the mail. How about that? How about that? You know what? You never know. And you forgot you even had the warranty. I forgot I had the warranty. You know, I had bought it, you know, years prior, and I just, mm -hmm. I just forgot about it. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, a lot of times, you know, you don't think of it, or it's just such an afterthought, and then it's like, oh, wait a minute, I may actually be covered for this because I always think, no matter what, I'm not covered. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Hey, listen, I called in. I called in last night when you were talking about the college education. Uh huh. I don't know if you remember me. You were telling me about the place. Uh, of course, everybody uh, said. When I saw Sam in Tom's River and your age, I knew exactly who you were. <laughs> I got the job. You got the job? I did. Fantastic. Congratulations, right? Beautiful. Now you can get another warranty. <laughs> All right, man. You got it. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. So tell me, you... And the warranty. How did it work out for you? Did you uh, did you get the warranty? Have you ever benefited from a warranty? How much money have you saved thanks to having a warranty? I know, like, uh, the best things you could ever hear with auto repair is, oh, it's covered. We've got the, I, I bought an extended warranty for my uh, minivan, and it goes up to 96,000 miles. And usually I'm so used to, the situation where it's like, oh, well, sorry, you're not covered. Oh, well, sorry, you're not covered. I stepped in gold with this one. It was the Mopar warranty. And it turns out that uh, so far, many of the, th I can't think of anything that they haven't covered. And fortunately, the car doesn't break down too much. But like when it does, when there have been problems, they've been there. So uh, have you benefited from the warranty? 1-800-283-101.5. And if you had a situation where you thought you were covered and it turns out you weren't, because that's the, I always assume the worst. I'm always the guy who figures, yeah, right, I'm going to do this, and no matter what happens, well, gee, you know. Gee, I got fire and theft insurance. No, no, you have fire or theft, <laughs> right? No, I actually, no, it's the other way around, right? The guy's got to break into the house and burn it down. Then you're insured. Other than that, forget about it. It's an old Alan King joke. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. The cost of home warranties in New Jersey are uh, going up. And a lot of people, you know, with the uh, air conditioning, the appliances, you need that kind of stuff. But then again, if nothing breaks, you're still paying out every month. You're good with that. Everybody, you know, loves summer. But it's so short. You only only have a few months before the warmest weather is gone. If you still have that nagging pain, you need to do something about it now so you can enjoy the rest of the summer. Stop thinking about it. it's just your age and you have to live with it. It's not. You don't. Thankfully, my friends at Trinity Rehab can help. Trinity Rehab will have you back to having fun with family and friends, back to doing what you want or need to do. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPET machine. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. 
test. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Flemington, Toms River, and Woodcliffe Lake, so you know there's one near you. Get the most out of summer before it's gone. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Jersey Radio. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5 Whatever gets you through tonight That would be me, Steve Trebelese Till 11 o'clock Tomorrow night we got trivia, music, movies, television, New Jersey New Jersey, 101.5 Mark Riccadonna is going to be here tomorrow night Justin Gonzalez is going to be here tomorrow night Kyle Forsini is going to be here No, he's not going to be here You are going to be here tomorrow night I'll be here tomorrow night Alright, look at this Three days in a row with the same <laughs> producer What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on here? I feel like Vince Lombardi with that quote. All right, and when Kyle is back, that means we get to do the news. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trevlines. I read the news today. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. Mind-blowing. Steve can. There he is. All right. Come on, Vince. All right. Vince just found out I got the same producer three days in a row. <laughs> so, we always start out with a famous birthday, and I have to go with the very own Johnny Sack, one of my favorite characters in the entire Sopranos. Today's his birthday? Vincent Curatola. His oh, birthday is that. today in 1953. So, if my math serves me correctly, which it most certainly won't, uh-huh. he should be 68 years old. He called me a mensch. I just lied. 69. Ah. Uh-huh. He was on. He was on a couple of times. Was he really? He sings. Does he? He was doing Tim McLoone's Supper Club. So I've got my own John. Well, he's not not my own, but my friend went to like a Sopranos con right. thing where you know they're all there, whatever, and mm-hmm. you can pay and take get class. Act, whatever. Great guy. So I have the opposite story. Okay. He's now you know <laughs> he's him no good. Than I he's know, no good. But okay. it's just a funny story that my friend, you know, also loves Johnny Sack. We quote him all the time when we're hanging out. And he went up and asked for a picture, and Curatola said no. no. Said, oh, really? Yeah. You know, it's hard. You know, you, well, you see, like, but there's a difference there. Because if he's getting, if he's there and he's being paid to sign pictures, then he gets in trouble for giving away for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're, if you're there, chances are, like, say, if, if you're in the clones and... You know, you walk up to him. You know, and you other thing too with you never know what kind of a day people are having. Yeah, I agree with that. But but the idea that you know, I I can understand that because if it's Soprano Con, then you're being paid to you're selling your autograph. Yeah. So how can you give it away for free? You'd have to, you know, what he should have said was, "All right, go get in line." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, right. I'll, do it for you. I'll give you a funny story. There's a there's a giant defensive back. Uh, I won't name him, but my roommate. Because uh, if I say Perry Williams, you'll get upset. I mean, I'm at this giant defensive back uh, was in a bar, and my friend, my roommate Ira at the time, asked him for his autograph, and he said that was twenty dollars. And my friend Ira says, well, I'll just wait till you get cut. <laughs> then it'll be for free. A couple of months later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the autograph was totally available. I, now it's not necessarily the same because I didn't ask for his autograph, but I met Eli Manning in the Newark Liberty International Airport Did at you? like two in the morning, right? So I was flying back from the Cayman Islands with my dad. Right. Eli must have been You're on the hiding s- money? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Offshore bank accounts, yeah. Right. Eli Manning must have been on the same flight as he us. He was hiding money. <laughs> <laughs> because... It's 2 a.m. in the Newark airport. We're the only baggage claim 
in that so area. So it's just you guys. So it was really like just us. And I didn't even realize. I looked on my right. There's this giant guy. He's probably about 15, 20 feet away from me. And I, and I look at him and I was like, he's got a hat pulled down kind of low. So you kind of can't you see who it is. You know yeah. Eli Manning. And so I, my dad's walking away. He doesn't even notice. And I whisper, I was like, Dad, like, I, th- I think that's Eli Manning. And so I'm already nervous. My dad goes, you know, go up and say hello to him. Introduce yourself, which is just horrifying to me. And this was only like two it's years ago. It's the worst ago. thing you can say. Go away, kid. You bother me? But it's, you know, it's, just, it's hard for, I guess for me, I was just nervous. Anyway, I go up there and I say hi to him. And he just looked like he was having no part of it. He wouldn't say hi? You know, he hi. did. He was just like, you know, like, hey. Uh, and it, maybe it's my fault, too. I kind of just was like, hey, like, I'm a big fan. Nice to meet you. That was really all I did. I got nervous. I didn't ask for a picture or an autograph, but just kind of a funny story, and he didn't necessarily seem like he was interested in talking to me. But he's it, probably beat. Hey, yeah, it's 2 a.m. in the Newark airport. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, but the, uh, see, in that situation, do you ask, I, I would ask for the selfie. Would you mind if I took a selfie? And he'd probably say no. You could just, you get the vibe. If he's in a good mood, if he's in a bad mood, I mean, would you want, would you prefer the selfie or do you prefer the autograph? I would have wanted the selfie just so you can prove that it was really him. Yeah, right. You can get the autograph and pretend it's it's him and it's not really him. You can't sell the selfie. Exactly. Yeah. And if I had you know a little more guts, I would have done that. But I was I was straight up afraid. Uh, Really? What do you got to be afraid of? I don't know. What's he gonna do? Smack you? I don't. God. I just like the thought of him just being like, no, like he's just the guy that I idolized growing up. Right. That's the problem. You You don't want to change that opinion. Yeah. You know that. That's why. Like I could never. Like, I'll work in Philadelphia covering the Eagles because I'm a Giant fan. Mm-hmm. I could never cover the Giants because I don't, if they are douche, a douchebag, I don't want to know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I don't want, <laughs> that would ruin it for me. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, 12-year-old Steve would not, Trevor, <laughs> not be happy. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, and I'm telling you, when I watch the games, my son's a 15, so am I. Yep. And oh, you never leave that when yeah. you're watching. Just like when you, you never stop being 15 when you're around <laughs> the kids you grew up with. You never stop being 15 when you watch sports. Yep. And if I find out that the guys that, I, you know, that I'm rooting for, yep. I, I, I don't want to know. Yep. No, I agree. And my dad's the same way. My dad's 64, and he acts the same way. He still watches the game like he's 15. Yeah, you know? there you go. It's I get just, it. It's just how it goes. But anyway, let's get into some headlines. So most bizarre one I saw right off the bat, New York Post has one. A bride and groom marry at bizarre jerky wedding. That a jerky wedding? A jerky wedding, right? So here's what here's the story though. It says there's nothing like a meat cute in quotation marks, especially when it involves falling in love over pork jerky. Okay. These two people bonded over their love of pork jerky. They keep it in a bedside container, so anytime they want it, they can reach their arm out and grab it, and their wedding was Anything I say is going to get me fired. <laughs> anything I say is going to get me fired. How, how other than, if I say anything other than, here's fast traffic, you're going to be sitting here. <laughs> and I'll be the, I'll be the one. be the, the one. Headlines and tile lines. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how well, you can look something so Different things much. bring people together. I guess. but I'm doing a pizza crawl. Yeah. Everybody loves our beats. I'm doing the I'm doing the pizza. Hold on, Dan's in Cherry Hill. What do you got, Dan? Uh, I was calling in to talk about getting the autographs and stuff from. Uh, all right. So, whose autograph did you now? How do you? First of all, whose autograph did you get? I uh, well, a couple. You mentioned you're a big Giants fan. I am as well. My dad had season tickets since the late '40s, and wow. I've been going since before the walk. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, and so we used to go to the hotel where they stayed at before the games, and you would get all their autographs. So I had the whole 86 teams autograph, Lawrence Taylor. Nice. Simpson, 
Yeah. The one thing I did want to say is the one who was the worst to get the autograph from was Phil Sims. Really? He literally uh, turned and, and was almost running down the hallway, but I chased him down and I got him. <laughs> <laughs> and you sacked him for a loss. Yeah. Good yeah, stuff. Exactly. I exactly. love that. And then the... The second one that I got, I was going to a, uh, I don't know if I could say the company name or whatever, but it was a, a discount tire place. Okay. And uh, I, I go in, and I'm sitting there, and I recognize this guy, and he played for uh, the Jets. I met Mark Gastineau at a uh, discount tire place and got a selfie with him. I was in that, so he's cool, right? When you meet him in that situation, oh, yeah, yeah. super nice cool. guy. Yeah, super nice guy. And, and even when I was there, when they were done uh, doing his tires, he even threw the guys a uh, hundred dollar tip. Super nice guy. Love that. Love that. And Phil Sims had <laughs> to chase him down and tackle him. <laughs> Excellent, man. Dan, thanks for calling New Jersey one hundred one point five. Is uh, well, is wait, hold on. Let's do this. Let me uh, let me hit this, and uh, what we'll do is we'll come back, and we'll do uh, we'll finish the headlines and yep. trev lines. All right, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. I'm Steve Trevelis. Here's New Jersey one zero one point five fast traffic. Jersey one zero one point five going back to school with Project Backpack. Yeah, Project Backpack helps Garden State kids go back to school with brand new backpacks. You want help? Join us this Saturday, August 20th. I'm going to be at the Wendy's on Route 9 in Freehold starting at 11 a.m. Everyone who donates a backpack gets a free Wendy's gift card or family passes to Legoland Discovery Center in Philadelphia while supplies last. For more on Project Backpack, visit nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Wendy's and Rob Dukansky at robsellsnj.com. All right, Kyle Forcini, my producer, is here with more headlines and treblines. So quickly, I just wanted to note, because I know we usually do, you know, a famous birthday to start, and then we do, like, you know, a this day in history type of thing, and I forgot to do it. We got caught up. Oh. Michael Phelps won his seventh of eighth gold medals on this day in 2008 in Beijing. And yeah. it just makes me think all the time, like, that happened when I was, I think, eight years old. Right. And that was, like, the peak of sports for me. I was a huge, I'm a huge Giants really? and Phillies fan. Phillies win the World Series. Giants oh. win the Super Bowl. Michael Phelps is, does something that will probably never be done again. Yeah. When I was growing up like that, that was so awesome to see stuff like that happen. I thought it was always going to happen, and now I... Yeah, really. You get diluted really fast. Exactly. He uh, was one of the first advocates for marijuana. Big yeah. pot smoker. Explained the 10,000 calorie a day diet, <laughs> I imagine. But, uh, yeah. And uh, what's he doing now? Uh, he does therapy commercials. Now. And I know he plays a lot of golf. So. Plays a lot of golf. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got his money. He's done. Yeah, that's what they all do, right? That's the life, man. Make millions of dollars and then go play golf. You know what? Yeah. That's why you want to be a singer in a rock and roll band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could be an athlete, but then you risk getting injured. You get hurt. Your yeah. body's messed up for the rest of your life. Sing, singer in a rock and roll band. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. What else? All right. So I got, uh, again, from the New York Post. Just thought this was bizarre and weird. We always go for one like this. Not from the New York Post. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sexy singles find hookups in the stars on astrology-guided dating show Cosmic Love. Cosmic what it basically is, is is one of those stupid dating shows where you're supposed to find love. It's like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And I think that those are the stupidest shows known to man. I don't know if you agree with me here. I don't watch them. I don't either. But I have seen you know an episode or two of them at some point in my life. So what's the idea? You ha how are you finding? You're going to find love in the stars? Exactly. What? It's, it's what's just, your sign? It's, it's yeah. It's the same type of stuff. Uh, one-of-a-kind dating show, four sexy contestants from across the United States embark on a journey 
a star-crossed journey to find their perfect match, guided by their hearts and their astrological birth charts. Most of them don't make it, though. Like, all those, all those hookups, yeah. like they're going to get married or all that. How many of them actually stay married? I would assume none, because it's a yeah. reality TV crap, you know? Exactly. It's so dumb. And I just, Radio's so much better. And I was going to ask, you know, if you know people who watch that stuff, it's, I, no. it's awful. No. Awful, awful, awful. Uh, moving forward, not as... I don't know, funny is the right word, but this one is just a conundrum in my opinion. So a couple had a winning lottery ticket that was shredded up by their dogs. It was eaten. Now, the dog ate the lottery the dog ticket? ate the lottery ticket. Now, it wasn't like it was a big winner. It was an $8 winning lottery ticket, right? Okay. But here's my question for you. Right. Two things. How do you let your dog eat up a lottery ticket? If you win it, wouldn't you put it somewhere Probably where you're going to... got it off the counter or something. But two, the couple then stitched it back together, like repaired it. And sent and, and took it in and got the winnings for they it. They got the eight dollars. Eight dollars. Would you for eight dollars go through all of this? My wife would. I mean, <laughs> there are people who just are so addicted to the my wife spent so much money on lottery tickets. I we've done the topic. What would you yeah. do? Forget about uh -huh. if you won the million dollars. What if you just had the money back that you spent on lottery tickets? <laughs> yeah. You know, because that's uh, that's what it is. Would I do it? No, I, I wouldn't do it. For eight dollars? I mean, come on. It's just it's more about at that point. It's got to be more about the sport. It's got to be more about. It's just so important that you win the freaking eight dollars. Yeah, laid it out as opposed to I'm not sacrificing this after I spent all this money trying to win it. I mean, I get it, right? If it's a big winning, if it's over a hundred dollars, sure. But for eight dollars, let's say so, what's your so your limit is a hundred. Well, you know, that's under a hundred. You wouldn't do that. That's over actually that's actually a good question because I don't know what my limit would be there. Right, like it'd be eight dollars. <laughs> I don't think it would be eight dollars. I know what you make. It's eight dollars. Eight dollars. Oh my god, eight dollars. I don't think Jeez. that it would be. That's like two trap shows. $8. I'm in. I gotta do this. <laughs> Get me the tape. <laughs> All right, moving on. A New Jersey man. This was actually posted on our newsletter by Dan Alexander this morning. I don't know if you uh, saw it. New Jersey man returned a borrowed book to his public to his public library seventy five years late. How much did they charge him? He it doesn't say it doesn't say He's that. He's not getting charged. But he took the book out in 1947 when he was 14 years old. He's now 89, and he found the book when he was cleaning out his. I think it said his attic. I don't remember where it right. said. Oh no, it just says he was and cleaning out. And he brought it out. back. And he brings it back in apparently perfect condition. Wow. The original bookmark well, is still in there that because it was in the attic, right? He's probably I guess, and yeah, you know. At that point, though, do you bring it back, or do you... At that point, it's just kind of funny. Put it on eBay. Right? I mean, really. I mean, a 75-year-old book? What's he got to lose? Also, though, what the heck is that book worth? Nobody cares about it. It's 75 years old. The what people, was the book? I, I, that's a good question, actually. I don't what was think the name of the book? The, I don't know if it said it in the article. I mean, if it was one of the original pressings of Shakespeare, <laughs> I, mean, I would think about it. Uh, let's see if it says it... Gone uh, with the Rudolph's wind. Rudolph's book Hitler from the James F. James J. Ferris High School branch in Hitler from the James J. Give him back. He the checked book. out Odin Rudolph's book Hitler. Give him back. So, the that, book. so that was the book. Yeah, give him the book. And uh, returns it back in perfect condition. And then the last one uh, that I have for you, also posted in our newsletter this morning on 101.5. Dear injured a man riding a bicycle in. Oh, yeah. Town, Marlboro, New Jersey. Uh, yeah. Are there deer running rampant in Marlboro that we don't know about? Yeah, that's all they do. Yeah? Everybody runs rampant in Marlboro. <laughs> uh, well, the deer are rampant all over the place. Yeah. yeah. But how do you get hit when you're on a bike? Oh, you'd be surprised. How do you... But you don't, you're not looking at your... I, a car, I get it. A car, you're going fast, it can run you're out You're on the bike. 
you got your helmet on. Mm-hmm. You're you're riding. You're going forward. Chances are deer don't look when they take. That's how cars hit deer. Yeah. They just sprint across the street. Chances are guys riding on the road. Deer is sprinting across the street. Doesn't see the guy. Guy doesn't see the deer. It happens that quickly and. This poor guy got knocked completely off of his bike. Apparently, he suffered. I don't think they were serious. It doesn't say how serious, but it says facial injuries and then a head injury as well. So thank God. Probably I guess the, the deer out. was crossing the road at the exact point that the guy well, you was know, crossing the road. It also says in the article too that deer tried to jump over him. That's, so what it, I was, that's so, yeah, exactly what happened. So I guess he got an errant hoof to the face. I don't know about we are the the old hoof to the face <laughs> the old hoof uh, to the face injury. Yeah, I mean that'd be a tough one to explain. Exactly, right? you gotta be. You really know your luck has run out. <laughs> When you are riding a bike in Mar, first of all, who rides a bike in Marlboro? When you are, people have Mercedes in Marlboro. When you have, a, but if you're if you're riding a bike and you get run over by a deer, that's when you know you're having a bad. Day. That's just really bad. Yeah, you know you're having. That's when you wish you had the Mercedes. Go back. What there. do you do after that? You just get up and act like nothing happened. You dust yourself off and just keep going. And you buy a car. And, and I guess the you deer call just Uber. And the deer was fine. Deer just got up and kept going. Who cares about so. the deer? <laughs> Not that guy. The deer was pointing and laughing. I mean, yeah, exactly. wow. This is the kind of luck this guy has. I, I just, hope he's all right. I just is he all right? Guy. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, he just brushed himself Minor off. injuries. Right. But the deer and the deer is okay, too. And the deer is fine. And they all lived happily ever after. They all did. But now yeah. this guy's got a new story written about him. He's got he's got a news story written about him. He's got a story he's going to tell his grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. The day I got run over by the deer. <laughs> it's 930. <laughs> Now, the latest New Jersey... 1.5 New Jersey weather brought to you by the New Jersey Department of Human Services. If you're struggling with addiction, medication that can support recovery may be the right option. Call 844-REACH-NJ to find out the facts on where the medication can be part of your recovery journey. Call today. Your future is waiting. 844-REACH-NJ. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Funny we should be playing Don't Fear the Reaper. Because it was 45 years ago today, we learned of the death of Elvis Presley. And I can't believe it's been 45 years. My favorite Elvis song. Did you see the movie? No. Movies. Are you an Elvis guy at all? Uh, I like some of his music, but I'm not a huge Elvis guy now. Well, very few. I mean, yeah. It's, Elvis is one of those guys... I, I like if you were around, you know where you were when Elvis died. Yeah, my dad was telling me a story about it today, actually. What do you tell you? So what? he was playing football in college, and he had this big, tough offensive lineman roommate who was a center. He said he was like the nastiest guy he'd ever met. The guy right. was just tough as nails, and they were roommates. My dad walked back into his room, not even knowing that Elvis died, and his roommate was crying. And he said, you know, Joe, oh my God, what's wrong? And he said, he was crying because Elvis died. It's the way it was. You know? I mean, the, it was one of those guys the world stopped. Yeah. And it was so, you know, it was so sad because partly he was 42. Uh, his mom was 43. He never outlived his mother. He was very attached to his mother. But, you know, he, he had a tragic life. Uh, he started, or it started off so promising. And then you see what happened afterwards uh, with Elvis. Uh, we have a clip at nj1015.com from when he got back from the Army. His Jersey moment was a press conference that he did at Fort Dix when he got back from the Army. And it's so full of promise. It's so full of what's coming up, what's on ahead. 
and when you see it, uh, it's tragic in that you, uh, you know, it just didn't turn out that way. Um, but the thing I want to talk about here is, you know, we've done so many times whose death affected you the most or who, you know, whose death hit your hardest. What I want to do now, there are still people who feel like Elvis Presley died yesterday. And I want to know, 1-800-283-101.5, give me a, a famous person's death that still hits you as hard today as it did when it happened. 1-800-283-101.5. I think like part of that, like with Elvis, is because of the way he was taken. You know, that, you know, he uh, had a heart attack. He, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a complete surprise. Nobody had any idea. So with that, you know, if you take a look, you look at the old footage, you see the funeral, you see the lines, you see the world stop for Elvis Presley. And it's almost like he never left because, thank, you know, thanks to technology and thanks to uh, Elvis Presley radio stations and Elvis Presley, the music stays alive. The technology keeps the music alive. You know, Paul McCartney once said in an interview that um, uh, if you read an old book, you go to the museum and you see the book and the yellow page, and the page is a little yellowed and it's under glass and it just looks old. He says, you know, what keeps the Beatles new and fresh is technology. And he's right. Because those recordings, like you just heard, sound like they were recorded yesterday. So 1-800-283-101.5. Whose death, famous person's death, celebrity death, I guess, still hits you like it was yesterday? Still lingers, still haunts you. Let's go to Matt in Plainsboro on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Who you got for me? Uh, I remember when Robin Williams died. That's uh, it's it, that probably impacted me more than anybody, any other celebrity that passed away. Now, why is that? Major part of me growing up. Major part of me growing up. A major part of. Uh, you know the, the the comedy that I that I really relate to. Uh, just a, a really human guy, and you know it's uh, it was a tragic thing. I remember feeling very very affected by it. You know that's a great way to put him. It was a really human guy. Um, there were so many sides to Robin Williams. There was the actor. There was the stand up comic. Um, and there was that guy who was just so deeply disturbed, and nobody knew it. Absolutely. I, yeah. That's that's the thing. You know, so many people that are that that experience trauma in their life, uh, you know, they're the funniest people in the world because they can they can bring joy to people's lives, uh, even through all the tragic stuff that they've experienced. Yeah, and with Robin Williams. He, uh, you know, when you when you look at his movies, he pretty much was the voice of his generation, you know, for, for all through the 80s, all the and 90s, you know, all those great movies that he made, uh, you know, Goodwill Hunting, Dead Poets Society, oh. Captain My Captain. And then, you know, he, he was such an iconic actor. And then you turn around and you see him doing stand up and the energy. And just so so full of life, and to have that fire put out is devastating. It really was. It really was. Especially all the joy that he brought to people's lives. Uh, it was just. It was so sad to see him go. I remember. You know, amazing human being. The night that he died, 
he died around seven o'clock. He died around when we got the where I was coming on, and Don Tanla was producing me. And you know when you do this back in that back in that day, I would have a whole bunch of papers. Well, I print everything out, <laughs> and I got this armful of stuff. And I'm walking past Tanla, who's sitting at the computer by the door to get into the studio, and he says, "Oh, oh my God, Robin Williams died." And everything just went out the window. And we spent four hours nonstop, like for the next couple of days, talking about Robin Williams. I don't care I don't care who you are. Everybody's got a story about how that person has affected you in, in, in your life. It's such a relatable person. Absolutely. Matt, great stuff. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Elvis Presley's gone 45 years ago today. Whose death, celebrity death, affected you the most but who's you know who's the longest the lingering one the one that still feels like it was yesterday the one that you still can't believe it happened the one that you still maybe choke up over every now and then 1-800-283-101.5 i'll give you a few coming up as well is today your lucky day you'll bet because the new bet parks casino and sportsbook app is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook it's the only casino and sportsbook app that i recommend it's easy to sign up fun to use faster to win than ever before bet parks is an official betting partner of the pga tour check out at bet parks on twitter and also the app for special odds boosts and player specials on all pga tour events join me right now in the all-new bet parks casino and sportsbook app download it on the app store google play store or at bet parks all new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app users can choose between a $20 casino bonus or a $20 free sports bet, which begs the question, is this the most rewarding casino and sportsbook betting app ever? You bet. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app. What an app. 1-800-283-101.5. 45 years ago, we lost Elvis. And there are still people who you would not believe, who are diehard Elvis fans, who still, you know, you got to see Graceland today, who are still feeling the hurt, feel like it, you know, especially now with the movie out. You know, so we're asking, give me somebody whose death really hit you hard, so much so that you feel like it happened yesterday. Who have you got? Yeah, so it's not as big of an answer as Elvis, but Roy Halladay. He was a guy that I watched growing up, right? One of the best pitchers of all time. And I'll never forget where I was when he died and just the tragic way that it all went down and in a plane crash that he was flying. And the shock of it all. Yeah. And then to find out later you know, he, about the addiction and everything. Yep. Yeah. I, and, you know, and that's that's a sports death. And exactly. Yeah. Because Roy Halladay, you know, the, the moments, the perfect game, I mean, yeah. everything that happened. And then when they when it happens when they're young. It's like they're ripped away from you. Exactly. And that's, you know, when Frank, Frank Sinatra died, okay, he was, what, 82, 88, whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, we get that. Uh, but, you know, Roy Holiday, 40 years old. If I was old enough to remember it, too, James Gandolfini dying would have been another one. He was what? I was here for that. He was what, like 53? 53. Young and guy. that was another one happened just as I came on. Whitney Houston was another one that, you know, you just couldn't believe. John's in Piscataway on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, John. Hey, Steve, how you doing tonight? Hey buddy, how are you? Okay. Um, well, I had something I wanted to say before I gave you my person. That's okay, I'm here. Uh, You'll think of it. <laughs> well, let me just start right in and say that the person that uh, I really miss a lot 
And if someone, you know, you can have different people. You have a politician, you can have an actor, or this or that. And But like a comedian, they mean a lot to you because they do one thing. They make you laugh. They make you laugh and they make you feel close to them because of the bond created by the laughter. Yeah, and, and laughter is something that's so important in our lives. And even today, we need it more than ever. Absolutely. Keep in suspense any longer. I feel that George Carlin was the man. Yeah, you know, the thing about what Carlin... you got about that? The thing about Carlin was, he was, because he was such a deep thinker. He not only did comedy, he put the comedy in perspective. You know... Yes. And it was almost like he was he was explaining the world through comedy and looking at it through his lens, through his prism, just made the made it all seem so much more nonsensical than it was because you felt like you understood. I'm not. That's a terrific way to put it. You felt like, you know, you felt like you you felt like you understood why the world was so screwed up and it made you laugh. Yeah, and yeah, that was him. People saw this word genius around lightly, but he truly was. I saw the guy live in person in New Brunswick at the State Theater. Really? I, yes, yes. I forget what year it was. Mm -hmm. I think HBO even, well, HBO has done a couple of uh, Carlin specials, and one of them might have been from that uh, performance in New Brunswick at the State Theater. Did you ever see George Carlin's American Dream? Um, what is this? Is it a movie? Or it's on. It a, it's it's on one of the acts. It's on HBO. It's called George Carlin's American Dream. It's a two-part documentary produced by Judd Apatow, and George Carlin narrates his own life story. It is truly amazing. In 1970, after years of being on the Ed Sullivan Show and doing the straight comedy, he decides, I can't do this anymore. I got to be me. I got to say what I got to say. And he and Richard Pryor <clears throat> completely, they knew each other, but they come to this decision completely separately. And they both decide, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to be me. And Carwin goes home and tells his wife to say that he's, this is what he's going to do. And she says, all right, I'll write you press kit. They lost 80% of their income. And he completely changed his act to become the George Carlin that you know and love. It's you got to watch it. Old in his old age, right? No, no, he's nineteen seventy, and then he grows old. You know, since then, to being himself though, being true to himself and true to his comedy. Watch it. You 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 won't stop. It's really amazing. It's great. See, I, I really like him when he's old and gray. He was great when he was a youngster. Mm -hmm. Man, once he got old, he really got pissed off and just had to tell everybody what was going wrong in the world. Yeah, and we love them for it. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. If it's happening every night. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Dancing in the moonlight. Steve Trevelyan. Kyle Porcini, my producer, is your diehard Beatles fan. I can't time. believe twenty two years old, diehard Beatles fan, and have been for like a decade. I've been into the Beatles since I was probably twelve or thirteen. How did you do that? My brother got me into them. So I have a brother who's two and a half, three years older than me. How did he do that? That's a good question. I don't know, but I was probably, like I said, 12 when, when I got into them, so that would make him 15. He was in a band. He loved playing music. 
and just, I guess, stumbled upon the Beatles somehow, some way. I get a lot of my music interest from my brother, and right. now I have that. So, now, have you seen Hard Day's Night, the movie? Not all of it. Actually, yes, I have. Because you I have, have, I have seen Hard I have Day's seen Night. That. Have you seen Help? I believe I've also seen that one as well. I've Hard seen, because I remember one of them, I had to write a movie review, and I chose to do that. My uh, my sons, when they were like a year old, uh, my twin boys, I would work out to a video of all the Beatles songs. Yeah. And they would just stand and they would just stare at it and watch it. <laughs> so then he's a little bit older. And I have the Beatles and the Ed Sullivan show. Have you ever seen the anthology? Uh, I don't, the I don't Beatles believe anthology? so. Mm, not that I know of. You got to come to my house one day. I'll indoctrinate you with the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, well, the anthology is them narrating their own life story. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of interviews and stuff like that. But um, they did that. And then I had the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. Like the full shows yeah. with the commercials and everything. So I would put uh, the Beatles. I call, we called the Beatles with the guy. Dad played Beatles with the guy. <laughs> the guy uh, being Ed Sullivan. Would, Ed Sullivan would bring him on. And, oh, the Beatles. And, but the thing is, like, it was the whole Ed Sullivan show. So complete with the commercials. So Ed Sullivan would have, like, he opened and closed with the Beatles, but in between, he'd have, like, circus acts. And he'd have yeah. uh, David Jones from the Monkees sang a song. And, uh, so a comedian. I think Frank Gorshin was the comedian. So the kids were, like, fascinated. Puppets. So, like, they was, it was like an actual Beatles with, with kid stuff. Yeah. And, and they loved it. And he was Beatles with the guy. Then Hard Day's Night, Beatles in black and white. And then Help was Beatles in color. And Magical <laughs> Mystery Tour was Beatles on the bus. And they saw it all. Uh, at the end of Hard Day's Night, when they sing She Loves You, and my son Lennon would be like, yeah, yeah. He'd play yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but they were kidding. They, so cute. And they loved it. So uh, they get older. And my son Albert, at the time, diehard Beatle guy. And uh, he's like seven or eight years old, right? And he's watching, uh, I put the Paul McCartney DVD in uh, with like, you know, his whole life. And Albert can't figure out how Paul goes from being young to being old to being young to being old. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> but uh, but I, I got, became a Beatle fan because I was babysitting one night and I was waiting for the people to come home and I was watching Help. And then after help, they ran Hard Day's Night on ABC Saturday Night Movies. And the next day, I went out and bought every Beatle album I could find and became like a diehard, you know, books, everything. Yeah. Um, you know, deep dive. And we talk about this because it was 57 years ago, yesterday, that the Beatles played Chase Stadium, which was the, you know, they, in, they invented the concert-going rock industry. Um and it was, you know, it was biggest concert to date. A price of a ticket. You know how much a ticket costs for Beatles at Shea? How much? Three fifty. I did a Beatle Fest. Uh, uh, one of those Beatle, not not the Mark Lapidus Festival for Beatle fans, but it was one of those kind of fan fest things yeah. down at the Philadelphia Airport, Essington, and uh, at the yeah the uh, the Essington Hilton, and Denny Sywell, the Wings drummer, was there. And Sid Bernstein, who was the promoter who put on the Shea Stadium show, mm -hmm. was there, uh, along with uh, Billy J. Kramer and the Dakotas, and uh, I forget who the other guy was. Roger Waters, Pink Floyd was in town, and Roger Waters showed up. But it was, um, but the stories, but the thing about the that show, you couldn't hear a thing. Yep. Uh, it lasted about, they were on stage for about 20 minutes, and they would challenge themselves 
to get on and off as quickly as possible, playing the least amount of songs. And they could <laughs> hardly hear themselves think. And George Harrison was doing an interview, and he's talking about how, you know, they'd gotten us these Vox Pro amplifiers. They were 100 watts, and oh, boy, they were going to do it. And, you know, picture what a sound system looks like today in a stadium concert. Yeah. And all they had was one little Vox amp that was going to be on the, in, in the outfield with them. Uh, it didn't work. But, uh, and the other thing, too, was one of the reasons they stopped touring was because the sound was coming out. You know the stadium speakers? Yeah. Now batting. That's where the music was coming out of. So you couldn't hear anything. And they, they, the music was escaping. But what I want to do this hour, um, what is the biggest concert you ever went to? Not like, you know, the best concert, but the, the biggest. You know, the, the, the largest crowd. Stadium shows. You know, biggest stadium show you ever went to, biggest uh, event. Did you go to Woodstock? Woodstock was what, forty-five years ago yesterday? More than that, it was sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. So uh, Fifty-three years 53 ago. Fifty-three years ago. I mean, a lot of anniversaries in August. I know. Think about Woodstock. Now, Woodstock happens this weekend, and this is the same weekend. The Saturday marked the anniversary of the very first Giant Jets game, and really? it was an exhibition game, and it was played in Yelbo. And the Jets beat the Giants 37 to 14. Oof. Ali Sherman is fired after the game. What is the best concert, the biggest concert you've ever been to? You know, we could put it that way. The best big show? You know, by that I mean stadium, by that I mean event. 1 800 283 101.5. There have been enough of them. There's a difference, you know, between a club, between a like a, a Spectrum or a uh, Madison Square Garden and then a MetLife Stadium or a Shea Stadium. What's the best stadium show you've ever seen? 1-800-283-101.5. You ever been to a stadium show? That I know of? No. How would you know? You wouldn't know if you went to a stadium show? Uh, what if I was like five? Well, yeah, your you mom know, was pregnant with you, know? you and you were, and she went to the show? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know if I went to the show. I don't, no, I, I haven't. Oh, the sta stadium shows are different. I mean, like, uh, one of the biggest stadium shows I ever went to was in 1976. And it was at JFK, which no longer exists. I think the Wachovia Center is there now. Okay. But JFK Stadium held 127,000 people. And they all showed up for Peter Frampton, Gary Wright, and yes, uh, 104 degrees outside. Oof. We got, I was up all night, worked a great adventure the day before, left great adventure, <laughs> partied all night at a place called the Central House. We got loaded at the Central House, and uh, back then, before before weed was recreationally legal, we uh, had some of that, and we go drive into Philadelphia, and we spend the night on the steps of JFK. They open the gates at 8 o'clock, and Kyle, they open the door. I just kind of lift myself. I jump up. And I'm literally carried from the door of the stadium all the way down to about eight rows from, from the field. And that's where we set up camp. And everybody, if you sat, it was all on the grass. So there were no seats. Yeah. You sat on the grass. So if you, if you, I would sprawl out, the big guy, sprawl out. And then, like, if, if I would sit and, like, lean in, the guy behind me would push up. Yeah. Exactly. And I'd be pushing back. And this was the whole thing. 
it got the by about ten o'clock in the morning, the food had run out. The only thing that was left was about a quarter pound of wheat, <laughs> and that didn't work out well. Uh, what so, year was this, by the way? Nineteen seventy-six. Seventy-six. So what happened was. Um, uh, well, you know what? Let's pick this up. one 800 283 Give me the best stadium show or big show you ever went to. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Beatles at Shea. 57 years ago today. What was the best stadium show that you ever went to? Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. I was telling a story about uh, JFK in 1976, Peter Frampton, yes, and Gary Wright. And uh, like I was saying, you know, uh, to back me up on this is Maurice and Edison. Hey, Maurice. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. Now, you were at the same show, right? Exactly. Uh, that was my first concert I ever attended. It was 104 degrees. Remember, they were turning yeah, fire hoses on everybody. It was hot, really hot, and uh, it was a great concert, though. Oh, yeah. Do you remember, I fell asleep about 10 o'clock in the morning. I fell asleep, and I woke up at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, burnt to a crisp because I had my shirt off, and it was 104 degrees. The sun was beating down on everybody. The cops were on stage with fire hoses, and they were literally watering down the crowd. <laughs> People were selling little orange drinks in cardboard cartons for five bucks. Uh, like whatever food, whatever food anybody had, they were trying to sell, because we were all dying of thirst. And the first band at 4 o'clock, do you remember the Pousset Dart Band? Of course. They went for, who the hell are these guys? And then Gary Wright, right? Peter Frampton. Wright was excellent. He was. He was. And uh, and then Peter Frampton, because Frampton was the draw, right? Frampton Comes Alive was the big album. Well, at that time, my, my draw was uh, Yes. Yeah, yes, with the with the laser thing over the top, uh, with that big laser thing. on. I interviewed John Anderson about that show. And he talks in the interview about how uh, the cops showed up and said, uh, you know, you can't do that. And Anderson's like, uh, what do I do? Like, yeah, yeah, we're not going to do it. Don't worry about a thing. <laughs> and as soon as they left, turn it on. <laughs> By the time Yes came on, uh, there was so much, uh, how could I say, stuff being smoked. Yeah. It was it was a very mellow set that Yes did. Everybody was stoned out of their freaking <laughs> minds. You know what? But it was an incredible show. And it, was, it was. It was a great show. Maybe that's why. You know, maybe that's what it took. Yeah, maybe you're just work. both misremembering it because you were stoned. But, you know what? But the thing is, even if you didn't have anything, just being there, you were stoned. <laughs> yeah, second hand. Second hand, third hand, fourth hand. Uh, Maurice, you'll never forget it, right? Oh, no, definitely not. That was, that was, like I said, my first concert I ever went to. There you go. You picked a good one to go to. And thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Andrew's in Flemington. Where have you been? Steve, my longtime friend. First time. Missed you in such a long time. Yeah, it's like a, I, we took a vacation away from each other, I think. Oh, did you go on vacation too, Andrew? No, I'm kidding, man. I missed you, man. I called in the substitutes. Um, 
those two people that fill in for you, they do pretty good. But yeah. You know, no imitate except no imitations. The real yeah, story. I know. What are you gonna do, right? Yeah. I don't got a joke. I don't got a joke, but I got a, a, a Bob Dylan special for you. A Bob Dylan. Let me have the Bob Wait. Dylan special. Okay, so I just came up with this. Remember that song "Take on Me"? Uh huh. in the eighties, and they had those impossible notes. Yeah, I know. That that would have been a great NFL music. That'd be great football music. Can you see a running back? I actually could. Now that you say that, yeah, like on a highlight thing. Yeah, it'd be a highlight. Great highlight music. What do you got? Could you picture Bob? Yeah. Mercifully, the phone went. So I got a story too about concert. a story too. Okay, go ahead. First, second concert, right? I I went to a concert. I saw Pink Floyd at FK Stadium in DC. You saw Wow. Now they what were they doing? The wall. It was like forty-five thousand people. I don't remember. Where oh, wait a minute. Was that the? What was the? Remember they got back together. Was that the one they got back together for the eight concert? That was in Philadelphia, right? No, no, no. But there was there was a concert that Pink Floyd they reformed and they did one show and people begged them to get back together again, and they wouldn't. Nineteen eighty. I have three songs. One like H. I brick wall. And um, um, delicate but, uh, sound of thunder. Learning, learning to fly a monkey bridge. I think that's what that song is. Can I tell you the people that I really, really miss as if they died yesterday? Yeah, tell me. I know. Petty. Tom Petty. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because that was, that was another one that came out of nowhere and nobody could believe it. Yeah. And he was the one that, you know, all, you know he was the, the compromise with all rockers. No matter, who, if you, no matter how much you disagreed on your band, you could, you could both agree that you liked Tom Petty. Oh, well, with Prince, he was a totally underrated band. A what? Andrew, you're breaking up. You got to get a better. You got to get a better phone, Andrew. You know, Prince. They said the artist formerly known as Prince. Uh huh. Already before he was. That was another one that you know took everybody out of nowhere. But Andrew, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Andrew always brings it. You never know what he's going to bring, but he always brings it. It was just hard to hear him tonight. It was really know, cutting man. out. We got to get him to stand on your left foot, <laughs> point your nose to Pittsburgh, raise your left hand. Put your head out the window. Put your head out the window, right? Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Stadium shows. The Amnesty show was really good. There was one in Philadelphia. I went to the press conference with, um, with Ed Shockey. Um, it was Bruce, Peter Gabriel... Mm. Bono, uh, Tracy Chapman, all in a room. And we're like a few feet away from them. It was pretty cool. Uh, but then it was an Amnesty show, at the Amnesty show at the Meadowlands. What was the best stadium show? Chad, best stadium show you ever went to? Best stadium show I ever saw. Hmm. 
It's probably a toss-up between the first one I ever saw, Billy Joel and Elton John at Ohio Stadium, the old horseshoe in Columbus. Uh-huh. And a few years ago, I saw Metallica for the first time at MetLife, which was just fantastic. It's different when you see him for the first time. Yeah, it is. It is. And especially, you know, I, I wish I would have seen Metallica, you know, back in the day, you know, a little. But they they still brought it. I, I was shocked. They, they still brought it really hard. See, you make a good point, though. You, you wish you could have seen him back in the day. So you think about 72-year-old Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Touring now for, like, now the tickets are going for, like, between two $300. Right. But... We, I mean, don't you wish you could put him in a time machine and go see him? Like, if you could see Bruce Springsteen in 1978 at that, Largo. That I would pay $4,500 for. It was, an, it was a completely different guy. It was a different yeah. show. An amazing show. Yeah. But, you know, when you think about, you know, like you said, you see, as great as they are now, how great it would have been. Oh, yeah. And that's why we have the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It, it can always take us back there. And it's free. Yeah. 10.30. <laughs> Now, the latest New Jersey 3, 101.5, Steve Trevelace. All right, Beatles and Shea, 57 years ago, yesterday. Uh, yesterday. All right. I want to know, the best stadium show you ever went to? 1-800-283-101.5. I told you about Frampton, yes, and Gary Wright. We had Live Aid, Amnesty. Uh, and you know what? Just regular stadium shows. Because now and now, more and more shows are like MetLife. What's the best stadium show you've ever seen? 1-800-283-101.5. The same question gets asked every time he comes on. What the hell are you doing here? It's you from Ambler. What's up? Yeah, I don't know if this qualifies for like a... But the spectrum, that was a... The spectrum was big, big deal, right? No, I don't mean big, big deal. I mean big, big place. The spectrum was great. The spectrum was intimate. You were right on top of the performer at the spectrum. That was a great spot. Yeah, but the whole concert that I listen, I was privileged. Yeah. Okay, as a young man, you see Pink Floyd in nineteen seventy three. Do the dark side of the moon at the spectrum. Wow. Theater. In the theater. Okay. The theater. So what they did. Even smaller. Yeah. They cut the spectrum in half. Right. Okay. And they put these speakers all around the spectrum. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. So when they were doing their music, it was like surround sound, you know? Yeah. Wow. I can imagine what time must have sounded like through all those speakers. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, like, we lived in the best time. Oh, yeah. This whole musical thing, you know? Oh, for the for music, we did. You know, when you look at, like, the era, um, and the technology, too. Because before, you know, before the 70s, or even the 60s, yeah, uh, the, you know, think about like if you, you you're a kid in 1973, how much time was spent listening to music from say 1920? Exactly. Who's listening to Rudy Valley? But now in two in 2022, how much time yeah. is spent listening to Paul McCartney? Which exactly is the same amount of time. You are so right, man, because people listen to the music of the past. 
But you know what else? Because they had access to it now that they never they never had access to the quality of music that we do. Like, who's to say, like, if, if we were in 1973, and let's say right. the technology stayed the same, who's to say that, like, if you go back to, like, Rudy Valley or Bing Crosby or all those guys who were popular right. in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, even like Sinatra's been preserved. Dean Martin's been preserved. But a lot of that, you know what I mean? Who's to say that we wouldn't have listened to more of that and there wouldn't have been more radio stations playing it? Yeah, but that's true. But 1973, when I see, when I saw Pink Floyd do Dark Side of the Moon, uh-huh. which is one of the iconic albums. Oh, yeah. It's still in the top 100, I think. Yeah. But these guys were in their young 20s. Mm-hmm. They were kids. Isn't that know? amazing? Isn't they that amazing? They were producing this stuff, and they didn't even know what no. the outcome would be. You know? Yeah. That's the whole thing. Like, when you look at music today, uh-huh. the people that are successful, they had no idea they were going to be successful. Wow. Absolutely. And you know what? But listen, Good. I got to tell you something. What's that? It's, I want to tell you about New Jersey. Okay. You have the most unbelievable picket farms. Oh, absolutely. My, they just opened one up on my house. My wife was up there picking flowers. Yeah. Now they would they they let you pick flowers when you buy your produce. Listen. What'd you get? My wife and I and our daughter and my brother, mm-hmm. we went to the you picket farm in how, uh, I think it was in, um, I, I don't even know where it was. But, dude, we got so much vegetables. Yeah. And it's so cheap. Yeah. Alex, you pick it farm in New Egypt, New Jersey. You guys go there. You can pick vegetables. What's it called? Hallett. Hallett's you pick it farm. Hallett's you pick it farm in New Egypt. In New in New Dude, we got so much vegetables today uh-huh. and we paid like eighty bucks. Not bad. Not bad. So when are you going to be cooking again? Well, I'm just telling you. No, I got it. I got love it. That's a great. That's great. Yeah, but Trev, New Jersey, you guys are, are you are you guys are the God of state, man. We absolutely are. We absolutely are. So many delicious vegetables, mm-hmm. and you know what? I'm just happy to be your neighbor. Hey, and we're always happy that you're here. Here you're not a neighbor. Here you're family. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. And a familia. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Best stadium show. It's different from, like, a regular intimate show. The stadium, there's much more effects going on. It's a bigger crowd, so it's not as, you're not as close to the performer. But then again, when you see, you know, there's nothing like being in a stadium at night. I was at the police at Citizens Bank Park. When was this? 2007. And they sounded like the record. After all those years of not playing together, and they hated each other. They hated each other. My, uh... 
my friend, well, a guy I used to work for in uh, at WIP, my old boss. Before we became my old boss, we worked together at WYSP. And he calls me and says, my wife is handling the police tour. Do you want to go? And we'll go, we'll go, we'll be the plus ones this time. Because when we were, we were always the ones taking the women and, you know, they were the plus ones. He goes, this time we'll be the plus ones. <laughs> and uh, with that, um, we went backstage. They had a Moroccan tent and all Moroccan food. And it was great. And we did the show. Then after the show, you go backstage, you go downstairs. And what backstage is, you're, you're in a line. And they've got, um, like, the, the band is in a room. So they line everybody up who wants to meet and greet the band. And what happens is the band comes out of the door, and they line up, and they look straight ahead. Then you, they take your party, and there's a photographer kneeling in front of the band. So you go over, you greet the band, you shake hands, you turn, and they take your picture. And that's the way it works. I feel like somebody needs to write a biography about your life. The, All the, uh, you've done so many cool things. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. My wife at the time uh, was getting over breast cancer, and she was getting chemo and radiation, so she lost all her hair. So she's wearing a long wig and a cap, and Sting goes over to my wife, and uh, you know he puts his arm over his nice hair, and my wife's like, "Oh no, is that mine? I'm bald. I got breast cancer." <laughs> so we take the picture, and Sting like pulls her in and goes. Good luck. <laughs> she walks away. All Jersey. You want to make it an endless summer? New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free getaway to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on the New Jersey 101.5 app to win. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, where legendary entertainment lives. Make it an endless summer with free Atlantic City getaway. From New Jersey, 101.5. They got that uh, Let It Be show coming down to the Hard Rock. Uh, it's a Beatles show. This Friday? Uh, I'm going this Friday. Yeah. This Friday is going to be the uh, press party. And I think we'll be giving away tickets. I want to get them on here. Uh, tickets for the show? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I want to get I want to get the guys in the show on. Uh, we'll be working on that. We'll, we'll make that happen. What's your favorite Beatles song? Uh, so we were talking about that in the break, and mine kind of fluctuates too, but right now it's You Never Give Me Your Money. Really? Love that song. It's like three songs in one. Are you, I mean, you're talking about the whole You Never Give Me Your Money into Sun King, into Mean Mr. Mustard. I mean, that works as well. Polythene, well, Pam, all Where? You songs. Never Give Me Your Money, and then where, what's the next song? I don't remember what exactly comes after that. Let me Sun King. Let me fact check here. Is it, is it Sun King? Never Give Me Your Money, Sun King. Sun King, followed by Mean Mr. Mustard, so followed it's... by Polythene Pam, followed by She Came Into the Bathroom Window, followed by Golden Slumbers, Carry That Weight, The End, Her Majesty. <laughs> just from you the asked. Dome, I can't believe you knew that <laughs> yes. from the Dome. But yes, I just like the song You Never Give Me Your Money in general. That's just like I said, it's three songs in one. I love to sing along to it and try and emulate Paul's voice throughout it because he just does three different voices ever, for the whole song. You ever see him do it live? No. When he does it live, it's, it's funny because he doesn't uh, he he doesn't sing it like he, 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 he kind of like I forgot the words. Yeah, you know it's uh, it started off and then it's like you know out of college money's been see no future, future pay, pay no, no rent. rent all the money's gone nowhere to go. And what's great about that and you know for me the second side of Abbey Road is the story of the Beatles. You know, when there's nowhere to go, there's everywhere to go. Let's put Dave in Morganville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Dave. Well, um, 
I lived in Arcade Garden. You did? Yes, that's why I'm calling you back. I didn't think you'd ever pick the phone up. Oh, Dave, when you call when you call Dave, I picked the phone right up. What were you going to say? 1980. Oh, you did? How about that? How about the, how about the keg and the cork bar right across the street? Um, yeah, right. And the shop right was right in front of it. Yes. Yeah, so when you said when you said that I lived there for ten years. Really. And. Uh, and now you're in Morganville. Yeah, I, I live in Morganville. Yes. Yeah. Good for you, man. Good for you. Dave, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Uh, so what I was saying is the story, is the whole thing is the story of the Beatles. Because it starts off, you never give me your money. And they're in negotiations. The mm -hmm. whole thing is breaking up. And they're losing their mind. And then they start flashing back. And in the song, out of college, money spent, see no future, pay no rent, uh, all the money's gone, nowhere to go, any job we got the sack, Monday morning, turning back. You know, when there's nowhere to go, there's everywhere to go. And that begins the one sweet dream. And from there, you know, getting a limousine. From there, Sun King is where they actually make it. Mean Mr. Mustard is all the people that hated him and said they weren't going to make it. They were trying to take him down. <laughs> Polythene Pam is all the groupies. She came in through the bathroom window. Is Linda and Yoko. Um, Golden Slumbers. Uh, once it was a way to get back home. And then uh, you're going to carry that weight. And then one more time, rock out. And that was that to me, when you listen to it yeah. that way, it's the story of the Beatles. I never put that all together, but it's such a great stretch of songs that it makes sense hearing you say it, describing and, all that. And then after they've done it, and you're completely spent out of nowhere. Her Majesty. Her Majesty. And that's kind of like, that's kind of like the wink. That's kind of like, yeah, it's cool. We're here. All right. We shall do this again tomorrow. Great job. New Jersey. This has been the Steve Travelee Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.